ladies and gentlemen, it's a great opportunity that we have to have a conversation with a young entrepreneur who is changing the world little by little, day by day, one recipe at a time. Yes, I said one recipe at a time. The CEO of Fit Men Cook, Kevin Curry, is joining us tonight. He is a 35-year-old entrepreneur who has been in business for the last two years, has developed a business and a philosophy, a way of living for those of us who want to live more healthily and appear at our best selves. He has a lot of great advice for us as we embark upon the journey of transforming our bodies, soul, and spirit. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Hey, Bishop, what's going on? Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have this opportunity to talk to you. When you started on this journey, did you have any idea that you would end up with 1.6, close to 2 million people following you on social media and partner with major corporations like you have right now? Absolutely not, Bishop. I had no intention to go and do this at all. So day by day, things are just unfolding and and it's just a blessing just to be here. But I had no intention. This is the way that social media kind of works, just works really fast. And also the way that God works is just an instant. (laughs) Things can kind of turn around for you. You looked up and you delivered a message with a fresh approach. The message is timeless. I mean, we've all been on various journeys to transform our bodies, but your approach was so different that you have attracted support from organizations like Kroger, Men's Health, American Heart Association, Truvia, the list goes on and on, Quest, all of the (laughs) Vitamix, all of these major corporations who are aligning themselves with you. What is unique about your approach and how you do things that has captured the fascination of such state organizations? You know, Bishop, I'm just a regular guy and I'm not a chef and I'm definitely was not like a person who was in great shape when I first got started. I'm just a guy who just honestly just has a heart to kind of show people that you can change your life through healthy eating because that's the way that I changed mine. And I think that's really like appealing to some people because in this world that we live in, people are always trying to market to us and throw products at us. And I'm just a person who was just sharing my journey online, my journey through healthy eating. And that resonated with, you know, with people. You don't need to be a professional chef to make my recipes or to make any recipe. And so I think that my practical, hands-on approach, very simplistic, but also budget-friendly approach really resonates with people. You know, it's been a while since you and I have gotten a chance to talk. You were featured <laughs> at our, our Woman Dark Loose event several years ago, and it was quite the rage for many people who wanted to transform themselves with creative opportunities to do your recipes. And they have been recorded. There's many products that surround your approach to diet and to health and to eating that are very unique that they can pick up and become a part of. Since then, you've continued to grow and evolve. You've got books. You've got materials. You're They're following you on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and everything else. How do you find time to get it all done? <laughs> <laughs> you know, whenever I get overwhelmed, I honestly go back to one of my first posts and I do what I was doing to start this entire journey. And, and so I kind of reset myself and I just do it like little by little. And so um, it is hard because the demands are they have increased throughout the years. But it, so long as my message and my vision stays consistent, then I'm OK. So like when in doubt, go back to what I was doing. And what I was doing, Bishop, was simply sharing my meals every single day, not expecting anything, just sharing my journey and inspiring people that way. 
Well, it's amazing because that journey is quite extensive, and it's not just uh, food for you. It's also faith, food, and fitness. How do you describe how those three things work together? Most of my audience are people of faith, but then when it comes down to faith and food (laughs) and fitness— uh, it might get a little slimmer at that point. Dieting and well, actually just true transformation in general is not an easy process, Bishop. You know that because right now you've got tons of things going on. And for some reason, Bishop, you have just lost so much weight and you're looking great. And that's not easy to go ahead and do. Right. And so I imagine that during this process, you even have to go to yourself and also to God and say, God, Help me out right now (laughs) because I want this chocolate cake. I want this steak. I want this burger. But I know there is a bigger vision involved here and I need to go ahead and make a different decision. And so everything is really interconnected. And so whenever you're trying to do like true transformation, it can't just come from one thing alone. I learned really early on, you know, that I just can't go ahead and out train a poor diet. That means that no matter how many miles I run, no matter how many weights I can lift, no matter that stuff, if I have a poor diet, that weight is still going to be there. Similarly, I have to, in some way, become active and stay active. And that doesn't mean I've got to go ahead and run a marathon, but that just means walking the dog, walking around the neighborhood, going for a jog, going for a hike, doing things, you know, that just get my blood flowing, get my creative juices going. And then the last piece is just faith, because there are so many times whenever you're going through a transformation, whether it's in your diet and your life or or like in your career where you need to fall back on something like what do you fundamentally believe? Because it's disappointing whenever you don't reach a goal. It hurts and it costs you something. In fact, Bishop, I remember that like you said something, um, you know, that passion and pain are actually interconnected. You can't have one without the other. And whenever you're really passionate about something, that actually hurts because it hurts when it doesn't happen. And yes, it does hurt. Right. It's disappointing. And a lot of people give up at that point. But they're, <laughs> it's kind of similar to faith. You know, when you get knocked down, you've got to get back up again and Correct. pick up the pieces <laughs> and go back after it. Isn't that true? It's absolutely true. You know, one of the things that when I look at your mantra of faith, food, and fitness, if I could tamper with it, I would probably add another F and say focus. Because for me, it's a mental thing and being able to focus. I do really well when I focus and I do really bad when I don't focus. (laughs) And you can tell the difference depending on how busy my schedule gets. It gets really difficult to have that focus. And I don't think that I'm by myself. A recent study says, a warden study says that in America, we are really, really into resolutions. It's the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. People make these resolutions and go after it. 14.5% of the people make weekly resolutions, but it jumps up exponentially to uh-huh. 82% at the first of the year. Mm-hmm. 40% of them will have died off by June. <laughs> But there's still 40% who persevere and go on the rest of the way. What is the difference between the people who start and stop and the people who continue to transform to make it a lifestyle? It's what you just said. It's a focus piece that people have to remember why they actually started. You know, whenever you make a resolution at the top of the year, you're not going to feel the same way about that resolution come March, come April, come May. So you have to constantly like remind yourself. And if I could, Bishop, add like one more F to this, it would be forgiveness. Forgiveness is something that Hmm. I really had to learn because whenever you make a mistake, it's so easy to allow your mind just to kind of beat you down, isn't it? Absolutely. Why'd you go out? Why'd you drink that? 
and then you get off of the path that you're on and then you lose focus. So if I could, you would also need to learn how to forgive yourself that it's okay that you are going to make mistakes, but you've got to dust yourself off and get back going. You know, when people have a baby, they baby-proof the house because they know that the baby is coming. And young parents know what it's like to crawl around on the floor and look at the house from a baby's perspective to make sure that they have cleared the way of obstacles that might be dangerous for a child. Is it important that we kind of fat-proof the refrigerator if when we decide to go after things like this and change the things that we have available to us? Or do you think that it is more about the moderation of the things that we always ate? You know, that's a fascinating question. And I would say that it's a combination of two. First, you want to start out with that moderation because I tell people, you know, when you're starting out something, start small. Don't go and just try just to go cold turkey in your diet. You want to start small and make incremental changes. And so that doesn't mean transforming your entire diet overnight. And so you should be able to enjoy some foods that you really, really like, but do so in moderation. Now, Whenever you are really serious about the change, you are going to have to take out some things that are like your weaknesses. Like for me, I know this is going to sound crazy, Bishop, but I can't keep peanut butter inside my house. I can't keep it because (laughs) at 3 a.m. when I get up, I'm just I will just sneak in there and just get one little scoop and then two little scoops and, you know, and then three scoops. And literally I have eaten a whole jar of peanut butter (laughs) within two days and it happens frequently. So I just don't keep it in the house anymore. <laughs> now, now you have to remember that you can't do that with every single food that gives you grief because you will replace that vice <laughs> with something else. Right. If it's not peanut right. butter, it's going to be something else. And that's when we right. have to go back to the faith element. You got to get your faith right. And it's so funny that we can believe God for other things. But when it comes to food, we don't really consult him. But actually, you really do need to. You need to say, God, I really need strength right now. You know, it's a funny thing. Once I get over into it and I start eating healthy and mm-hmm. I start eating more salads and, and healthy things and raw vegetables and that sort of thing, once I get into a pattern of it, I have more energy. I actually like mm-hmm. it. I start craving it. I start wanting it. And then when I eat some of the other things, my digestive system says, eh, you know, you, you shouldn't have done that there you go. And, uh, because my body begins to transform. What I liked about what you're suggesting, you have a wide array of different types of meals that work. Can you begin to talk about some of the meals that people would be surprised that they can still enjoy, but you have created ways to do them. You have new ways of making spaghetti and that sort of thing that were still appetizing and pleasant. You even had a banana split going there <laughs> that I thought was amazing. <laughs> Absolutely, Bishop. You know, it, it's just some of the small like little tweaks here and there, but fried chicken is one of them. I love fried chicken. And there are different ways that you could even like prepare it. You can prepare like a faux fried and it's just as easy as getting those you know really tasty wheat panko crumbs and being able to bake that, but also using coconut oil and people would be surprised to know that you can actually fry things in a pan with coconut oil it just takes like a little bit of it because coconut oil the way that it burns it can actually saute and fry food very well and so you'll also get the health benefits from the coconut oil and if you don't cook it at a high temperature as like we're used to then you don't cook out all of the nutrients either And so there's just small tweaks here and there but you just got to start somewhere you know like another one of mine is, is spaghetti I love noodles, Bishop. I love them. 
yes. and it changed my life when I when I realized that I could make vegetable noodles. So using squash, using zucchini, using beets, you can make beet pasta, Bishop. Beet pasta, isn't wow, that crazy? I didn't know that. And then That's sweet incredible. potato pasta. Can you imagine mm-hmm. having pasta, but the pasta is actually sweet potato? Wow. That's great. And that resonates with people. And so you're taking out a ton of the processed carbs and you are filling your body with wholesome, real, natural food. You know, there's so many things that you're suggesting that's absolutely amazing, especially, well, I'm still stuck on the coconut oil uh, because (laughs) that means that I might be able to resurrect some of my favorite foods again with that new information. But when you think about it, I've actually had some of the squash uh, fixed in spaghetti and it can be really tasty and really Mm -hmm. effective. And then I think that one of the things that we have to do, what we have learned to like uh, in, in terms of food, is a learned behavior, and we can transform the way we think about what we're exposed to. A lot of things that we eat and don't eat are a direct result of what our parents fed us and what we grew up in the house eating, and our taste buds are geared in that direction. Is it difficult to retrain your taste buds to really enjoy healthier choices? Um, yes, but it's difficult to retrain your body to do anything because it took a long time for you to develop that palate. It took a long time for you to like develop that body. And so you can't just change it overnight. But like you just said, the cool thing about healthy food is that whenever you begin to eat it, your body responds very well. And so you actually begin to crave it. You know, one of the things that's really, really interesting a lot of times when people get my age, they think that they're older than they really are. It's not really that we're that old. It's just that we're that unhealthy. And when we start eating better, we start feeling better. We get more energy. We get more mobility. We rest better at night. And I have heard, and I'll check this with you because this is your lane, that 70% of weight loss is attributed to diet, not exercise. Absolutely. 100% degree. I would even venture to say 80%. My life changed, Bishop, not because I was doing workouts. My life changed because of my diet. Let me paint the picture for you. I was around 230 pounds. I would work out three hours a day. I would get up in the morning at 5 a.m. and faithfully drag myself to a spin class for one hour in the morning. After work, I drag myself to the gym and I would do weights and then I would do cardio for two hours. That's three hours a day for five days a week. And guess what, Bishop? I didn't lose that one pound. Wow. You know why? Why? Because my diet was bad. Mm, Yeah. And so when I changed my diet, it was like overnight. It was overnight. The, The weight just begins just to fall off of you. And the best thing about this process is, is that whenever you see your body change, and I know that you probably have seen this now, is that you get motivated. Right. right. It's motivating to see that change. And you start wanting to work out some more. (laughs) It's funny watching Kevin Hart. Now, in his social media, he, he used to post a whole lot of jokes, but now he's posted a lot of his workouts and his exercising and his run with heart campaigns because he has fallen in love with fitness. And that's what healthy living does for you. You know, one of the things that really surprised me, I'm not really good with diets where I've got to walk around hungry and I feel like, you know, somebody's stabbing me in my stomach all day long. And I can't do my job very well if I'm almost delirious where I've starved myself. But you're not talking about starving. Starving yourself and doing without. In fact, many times you can eat more often, less portions and get bigger results. Is that right? That's absolutely true. You know, I was eating about five to six meals a day. 
And these are small meals. And so we're talking about like portion control. These are just small meals. So I wasn't starving myself. I find that whenever I eat three large meals or two large meals, I gain weight. Mm-hmm. And that's because your body is going into starvation mode. And what you want your body to do is become a fat burning machine. And our bodies are very smart. So whenever you starve your body, what it does, it says, okay, I have got to go into survival mode. So I'm going to hang on to this fat right now. And I'm just going to not burn that, but I'm going to burn everything else but the fat because because I can live off this fat. So then like when you finally feed it, it's not a fat burning machine. It's just going to keep holding on to it because your body doesn't know like to like release it. And I'm just oversimplifying this for you. But whenever you increase the amount of meals that you eat, then your body says, hey, you know what? Bishop is going to feed me again in about two hours. I'm going to burn this off. Right, 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 right. And so what you'll find is that you do actually become hungrier throughout the day just because you are burning through the food, which is what you want. Wow. You know, this is exciting. Now, I haven't mastered it. I'm a novice, so I, I'm not going <laughs> to profess to be a professional at it. And the gains that I've made have been a lot of it is prayer and focus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and God help me get through this. Tell if, the truth. If I yield it to myself, I, I, I can gain weight to the point that I would be on a talk show and they'd be trying to cut a hole through the wall to get my bed out. I mean, that's how bad my body reaction is. I swear, I think if I smell it, it just goes with me every day. It's so unfair. It's so unfair. But you know, you normally hear women talking about this and your company is fit men cook. It's an odd a thing for a man to take up. What made you kind of begin to talk to men about weight loss and managing their health more effectively? Uh, because no one was really talking to us out there in, in social media. And actually, Bishop, I got to just be completely honest about this. Whenever I first started out, I was actually trying to crowdsource my diet. So when I was sharing meals out, it was for the purpose for other people to share back with me and to tell me what to eat. So I was really just trying to kind of gain the system mm-hmm. because I didn't find like anything out there for me. Mm-hmm. And and the meals and the diets, blogs that were out there, they were mainly geared like toward women. And so I just wanted just to go ahead and, and, and show that, you know, that men are out there cooking and that we're serious about our health and wellness. And we want to know how to cook and, and how to make meals for us. Now, here's the interesting thing, though. It's fit men cook, but my meals are for any and everyone. And here's the reason why. Even if you were to get a recipe from a woman's blog or like a man's blog, you must, you must, you must, you must customize it to meet your needs. So... Even though I say it's like fit men cook, you can take my recipes too, and you should customize them for you. And that means working on those portions. Wow. You know, when you start talking about the discipline that it takes and the focus that it takes, a lot of people are intimidated, but they can actually uh, cut costs and save money because you seem to be sensitive in your recipes to not only portion control, but cost control. Let's talk a little bit about the finances behind eating healthy. Absolutely. You know, the reality is I can understand the argument that it costs too much to eat healthy because much of what we're marketed says like organic or natural and then they'll want to mark up the price about two or three dollars. And so people will see that. But let's go back to what healthy eating really is. And that's just really being calorie conscious. And when you look at it much more in that perspective, then you can go and you can buy, you know, natural foods that aren't like organic and you could still like lose weight. And I'll be the first to tell you that's what I did. I started out shopping over at Walmart Market. 
Wow. And Walmart Market over here had some great produce for me, at least. Right. <laughs> and I'd buy my meat, I'd buy my protein, I'd buy my vegetables, and I was losing weight. And that was one of the first things that actually went viral in social media for me was when I did a meal prep video showing how I spent $75 and I used as many fresh ingredients as possible and made five meals for five days using that budget. Wow. In case you're just joining us, we're talking with Kevin Curry, the CEO of Fit Men Cook, uh, having a very interesting, provocative conversation about how we can become more in control of our health and do it through faith and food and fitness. And it's certainly a very timely message to have. Let's pause a moment, Kevin, and share with them how they can follow you and get more information about your books or your materials and, and get you online. Sure. They can find me on like any social media channel, but my main one is actually Instagram mm -hmm. and they can reach out to Fit Men Cook and that's F-I-T-M-E-N-C-O-O-K. One channel that I'm really proud of is my YouTube channel because I'm able to share a lot more of the recipes, but also pedagogical aids for like healthy living, which is what I think people really need and want right now. You can also check me out on my blog, fitmencook.com. Uh, you also write for men's health. Can you tell us about that? Yes, yes. Um, that's been a huge blessing and also partner. And I, and I was able to do a couple series with them. It's called the um, Cook and Chisel. And they also just share some of my recipes within social media. But the Cook and Chisel is just what it's designed to be. And it's pairing of food and fitness. And so I am putting together the elements for like a weekly meal plan, which is some healthy, quick recipes for men and women. And then the fitness director, he is putting together some easy and some challenging workouts for you to do to kind of complement that. You know, I have found I'm going to try to drain you for some secrets that we can put into our kitchens that maybe control hunger, maybe increase the taste of the food that we're eating that may help us in terms of healthy secrets that you might have. One of the ones that I found was quinoa, and I'm sure everybody knew about it but me, but it's amazing how much it helps to fill you up and doesn't really make you fat like some of the traditional starches that we would use. What else do you have? in your arsenal that are secret weapons that we can use so yeah. that we're not groaning all day at work. <laughs> right. It's such a good point. In terms of rice, people really struggle with brown rice because it is pretty bland. I found that jasmine rice is very aromatic and very fragrant and pretty tasty, but people don't pick it up because it's a white rice. But if we're talking about healthier foods and heart-healthy foods, long-grain white rice is actually okay for you. And that's much tastier than brown rice. And so I tell people if they're struggling with that, like to the point where they just can't do it, then go to things like a jasmine rice or a basmati rice. Now, is it is it better than brown rice? No, it's, it's, it's not necessarily better. It's just a substitute. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Just a substitute. Okay. Okay. That's, that's much tastier and also aromatic. And so I think that whenever you're eating it, you know, like you, you will derive like some pleasure from it because you can actually eat that one plain because it's so fragrant. Oh, wow. That's good news and good things to know. <laughs> I want to go into a different area because I want people to understand that this is not just a job to a degree. It's more of a calling and it comes after a very dark period in your life where God kind of transformed you and redirected your life. Can you take a moment and share your testimony with our listeners? Sure, Bishop. You know, I was pretty depressed and I was in one of the darkest places in my life. I had lost my job in 2008 because of the big crash. And I had just finished up my studies over at Harvard. 
And I was so energized before just to go off and go to grad school now. And I was at the top, I felt. And I had a great relationship at the time. And literally within just a few months, everything just changed for me. I was single again. (laughs) I was broke. And I was in Boston. And I had no job. And I had to come back home to my parents' house. And it was really hard for me to get a job. And even with all my degrees and whatnot, it was just very hard. And so I had to go and apply for federal assistance. So I got my food stamps. Mm. And it was just a very humbling experience for me. But it was also a, a very dark time because I was so disappointed because the vision that I had for my life was not unfolding the way that I thought. I became very bitter. And of course, I began to anesthetize all of that with food. I'm not one of a person that will just sit down and eat like a really large meal. At times, I'll just kind of snack throughout the day. And then at night, because I couldn't sleep, I just go and snack and snack. And I was gaining weight. And it's one of those things where you don't want people to know. So my clothes were kind of baggy and you couldn't really tell. And I just became more and more depressed. And I remember my friend got married and I had to go to the wedding and I had kind of become like a recluse and people just begin to post photos and I see these photos of myself and I just, that was even more depressing. And so I knew that I needed to change. It, it got much darker for me. I had a moment, Bishop, where my better judgment was not the judgment that I was using at the time. And I had quite honestly made the decision to want to end my life. Right. And it's a place that it's so interesting now talking about it because I can still see it. I can still feel that emotion from that day. And I tell you what, people don't know this, but I am a member of your church. And one thing that I did, because I was just so desperate, I just casually reached out to the counseling department there. And I went in for a session and it was great. And this actually happened. And I made the decision, even after doing that, that it was time for me to go and in my life. And I just began to make preparations. Bishop, I had done everything in terms of even, you know, writing a letter to my family wow. of disappointment. And on the day that I was going to do it, this is about two or three weeks after the counseling session, I got a call from a friend and they said, can we go out for dinner? And I said, OK, yeah, sure. And I was like, you know, this is pretty fitting you know, that I can spend the last few hours. And as I'm there with my friend, I get this call and it's the counseling department. And the lady says this, she says, I'm so sorry to call you. I'm breaking protocol to do this, but I just felt this urge that I needed to call you. Would you mind coming in and seeing me? Mm. And I said, (laughs) I kind of laughed. I was like, okay, I did. And when I went in there, she was just like, I don't know why, but I was just led to call you. You're on my heart. And I know that this is breaking protocol, but I just have to call you. And so I went in and Bishop, I just, that was it. That was the breaking point for me. Um, I was completely, utterly broken. Um, And she helped me to get help. Um, professional help, um, medical help, rather. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My parents were involved. And let me tell you, this all sounds made up, but it's, it's not. I've struggled with clinical depression and chronic depression 
my entire life. And I went through a very similar phase in high school where my parents wanted to actually medicate me and wanted to, um, like, you know, get me help. Mm -hmm. But I convinced them, you know, that I was okay. And I used to draw these drawings, Bishop, of this guy. Uh, It was a very vivid drawing about him, like, killing himself in these different scenarios. And at the time, I was bald. I'd been bald my entire life. Mm. And in college, I grew my hair out. And the boy that I drew had this afro that was kind of looked like dreads. Right. And he wore just a plain T-shirt and blue jeans all the time. And I told my parents back in high school, all right, I'm really going to get better. And I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to snap myself out of this phase. Do you know that when I went in to see that woman, the counselor, and my dad pointed this out to me, too, I was wearing the exact same thing. That's amazing. That I had drawn years ago. So you had this powerful moment. You had almost foreseen it coming to this boiling right. point. Right. When the Lord stepped in and the team got together and the family worked together mm-hmm. and turned your life around, mm-hmm. I bet you never thought that you would end up doing what you're doing now and helping other people and helping people to have life at a moment that you were about to lose your life. No, I didn't. And I, and I still don't. And that's why I'm so grateful. And I take this opportunity very, very seriously. I'm very thoughtful about the things that I put out because I don't want somebody else to go through like what I went through. But I talk about depression the way I am right now in a very real sense, because it is very real. But I know that weight gain is a part of that. If you talk to a lot of people, even the people, Bishop, who are extremely fit and they're like cover models and they talk to me now just about things, you wouldn't believe how many of them struggle with depression because depression could either drive you to weight gain or can drive you to extreme measures in doing these other things Mm -hmm. because you're trying to compensate for something else. So depression is very much so intertwined in this health and wellness space because people don't see it that way. Powerful. I understand that. You know, you said some very powerful things today, and I thought that it was very, very important for people to see. You know how when they uh, show people before and after, Mm -hmm. they see you now, but they don't really realize where you came from. And just like there's a before and after to you health-wise and to all of us health-wise, there's a before and after to our spirituality. The purpose of this podcast is to shine some light, inspire some people, motivate people, and perhaps to stop somebody from going too far over the edge. You could transform your life. It's what I call reimagining yourself, Mm. mind, body, and soul. You could reimagine your life. You don't like your life right now? Reimagine it. And all you've got to do is stick to your guns, set some goals for yourself, for your body, for your soul, for your spirit. And you can make an amazing change. Our time has flown by, but it's been great to talk to you, Kevin. You've inspired us. You've empowered us. Once again, tell us how we can get in touch with you. Sure. You can find me in social media at FitMenCook, F-I-T-M-E-N-C-O-O-K. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and also YouTube. And also, if you are on Twitter, you can hit me up there as well. I've also got the number one app, Bishop. I'm so excited about this app. It's the number one food food and drink app in the world, actually. It debuted as number one in over 
over 82 countries. And still today, we're, we are among the top three apps within food and drink. Wow. And it's called the Fit Men Cook app, and you can get it on the uh, App Store. And in 2017, we're releasing our Android version. So Android users, I have not forgotten about y'all. And you can customize your diet. You can pick the healthy recipes, and then you can measure out the different servings and portions and, and whatnot. It helps you to have a shopping list as well. So it's just a great app. I'm very proud of it. Okay, now the first lady of our country, or former first lady, Michelle Obama, is saying get moving. Now Kevin is telling us to get moving. We have no excuse. Maybe you're moving while you're listening at this podcast. If you're not, maybe you should. And we imagine yourself. Kevin, thank you for spending so much time with us today. And we're so glad for what God has done in your life, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And now you're a bit evangelistic in inviting us to join in and transform our lives. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, Bishop, for having me. Thank you very much for joining our conversation. This podcast was designed to give voice to others so that we can have appropriate conversations. This is T.D. Jakes. Thank you for listening.